Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. is the problem. You got all the questions? Shut Shut up. Up. Listen to me and let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is roughly in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I'm glad this chapter of my life is behind me. And what does that mean? Take care now. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Oh, C. Senor. You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Co general managers today, Roe and Wade. Hmm. As in Roe v. Wade. That's the abortion ruling from the 70s? That is correct, Jack. It established the penumbral right of privacy, blah, 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 abortion rights in America. Uh, The state of Alabama passing an extremely restrictive anti-abortion law criminalizes uh, giving anybody an abortion. It is designed purely and entirely to go to the Supreme Court. Oh, I want to talk more about that. Re-examine it. I want to talk more about that. That's a good one. Interesting. And uh, we're pulling our people out of Iraq? Non-essentials, yeah. Because of a threat from Iran that nobody has still told us what it is. <laughs> Need to know basis. Doesn't that seem weird to you? Aircraft carrier pulling people out, various threats, without telling us what's going on? There are things happening we know about, you should know about. I just... I don't recall this happening. Well, there's enough coming out that I think I can piece it together, but... Uh, I shouldn't have to piece it together. Eh, maybe should, doesn't, should. The, doesn't the president yeah. tell us mm-hmm. what's going on or someone? No, because you don't want to disclose uh, your sources and no, your I don't. I don't remember. Sources and methods. Somebody, somebody straighten me out if I'm wrong. I don't remember under any of our other presidents this level of tensions ratcheting up without a specifically enunciated reason. So what you're saying is you want Obama back in office. That's what you want, Obama? I don't remember Obama or Bush or Clinton or anybody ever at this level of things are getting, well, one more uh, aircraft carry, now we're pulling our people out, now we're sending the Secretary of State. Why? Eh? You'll find out when you need to know. What, what is There's going info. On? What is it? Uh, need to know basis. I, well, that's not the way it's <laughs> supposed to work. I don't want it to work that way. I want to know what's happening. Is Israel tell us something? Over there? I-R-A-N. Keep your eye on them. (laughs) Talking out of the side of their mouth so nobody uh, knows what we're saying. Exactly. Encrypted. It's called encryption. I'm not going to tell you who, but it starts with I. And uh, keep your eye on them. It's somebody who finances malicious. That's all (laughs) I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, I'm not really suspicious. It just seems odd to me. 
Uh, anyway, we got more all that stuff coming up later. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michael. And wait a second. There's a picture of Donald Trump. Jr. Okay, there. There was the one with him out of beard. There he is. Is, he, is that mm. recent? Is he? I need to know this. So he's been called in to speak. He's agreed he's going to go speak to the Senate. But is he bearded or unbearded? Again, just making the list. You require knowledge of our secret sources in Iraq and <laughs> the status of Donald Jr.'s beardedness. Got it. Yes, I believe he is bearded currently, although I have not seen him this morning. You can't run back-to-back file footage, one with a beard, one without. That's just shocking. It's off-putting. Shocking to your audience. No doubt. (laughs) Let's introduce everybody. There's uh, board operator Michelangelo pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? You know, if I could change a couple things about myself. One, I'd want to be a little taller, and the other thing is I wish I could grow a a beard. Um, I I would like to be able to grow a beard. Yeah, I can't grow one. I've, I've tried several times. And all I do is get the little patches and stuff like that, and it just it'll grow in eventually. But it just looks so terrible growing in. It takes so long. I just end up shaving. It's surprising to me how many young hipsters can grow a big, full, thick beard. Oh yeah, just I can as grow long a beard like want. I'm in Al Qaeda. Just saying. <laughs> I always thought it'd be cool to have hair for like a week too, just to try different hairstyles. I've get never a, really had get hair. a rug. <laughs> You're a man of means. Yeah. Come on. Go on the internet. Click around. I'm sure you'll find something nice. <laughs> I or get just, some plugs like Joe Biden. I should just show up with hair someday and not say, oh. not say anything. Nobody would notice. <laughs> there is a Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Continuing my work on the auction beat. I told you, uh, I believe it was earlier this week, that there's a possible North Korean shipping vessel. Soon uh, could be up for auction. Oh, yeah. But this one is not of an auction to come. This is of an auction concluded yesterday. Uh, big money for a Monet painting. Mm. Uh, the, the Claude Monet piece uh, only gets better with age. A 1890 oil painting from the French artist Haystacks or Mules. I have no idea if I pronounce that right. Series sold. I'm at guessing s- no. Sold at <laughs> Sotheby's, uh, and if you're going to buy art, you want to do it at Sotheby's for 110.7 million dollars. The first time an impressionist painting has ever surpassed 100 million. Im- impressionist do Trump. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it, it was sold for 44 times more than the last time it was sold in 1986, which was wow. two and a half million dollars. Wow, good investment for All that right. person. It goes the other way a lot, where people buy, uh, you know, you get into buying art and you pay this much for it, and then you go to unload it. And what? Not, I thought this was a big deal. Not Nobody many, wants it. Not as many Claude's running around nowadays. Claude's a good name. Um, that's a lot of money. Do we know who bought it? Uh, I don't believe so. Was it MBS? That's my first. That was my first thought because he had the previous most expensive painting in the world. Well, this was the what was it? The it wasn't the most expensive painting ever sold. I think it was like top thirty or something. Just the most expensive impressionist painting. Here's my Donald Trump. Believe me, (laughs) that's a good impression. Now, if you excuse me, I have painting to do. (laughs) Oh no, I'm sorry. The ninth most expensive artwork ever sold. Top ten. Come on. Yeah, but if you're the leader of Saudi Arabia, you got to have the most expensive painting in the world. Maybe he's trying to corner the top ten. Do you think he has the most expensive painting in the world on his yacht, the most expensive yacht in the world? Yeah, it's mounted up right up front on the uh, the bow of the thing. <laughs> That'd be something. Walk up there and look at it. It's like in a the, wave break. <laughs> in the main exactly. room of the most expensive yacht in the world, you have yeah. the most expensive painting in the world. Sure, there it sits, carefully lit. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's Boy, I hear that. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, I got to tell you, I got the itch yesterday, so I had to scratch it. You had the gambling <laughs> itch. 
gave in, bought oh, another man. pack of scratchers. I'm letting them marinate for a few days. Then Be- I'll because that's the way you do it. Yep. Then I'll break out the old timey good luck quarters, and I'll see if I can bring home the bacon once again. But actually, I'd like to win big and bring home the steaks. Wow. Oh, but so wait you, a minute. you took a little break from gambling because you felt like you were doing it too much. Yeah. But a, you, a little break is right. Uh, yeah. With oh, less than two days. But so, but but you have the um. So you have the, the the urge to gamble, but you buy the tickets and you don't scratch them off for a couple of days, so no. you can hold off. Yes, because that's part of the gamble. It's part of the ritual. Okay, it's part of the whole package. I am fascinated by uh, whether you want to call it. Some things are addictions. Some things are just I don't know habits. Habits. Yeah, they're yeah, they're sure. beyond a habit. I think they're beyond a habit. But um, I don't know if it's an addiction. Anyway. I'm fascinated by the whole the whole science of it and everything like that. Nobody still has this nailed down. And it's just it's just so interesting to me why why some people some things and some things seem to go together and some people have none and is it the way you're raised or what other personality traits fit in with it? And it's just it's all really interesting to me. Whether it's eating or gambling or you know, right? Drugs are kind of their own thing cuz the drug itself causes you to uh, Right. Right, like the scratcher tickets themselves, the paper isn't in your blood and causing you to need the papers. Hasn't altered your brain structures, or or has it? I don't know. You know, your release of endorphins, etc. But I see what you want intrinsically and yeah, yeah, intoxicating. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. You'd think you'd take a pill or something, but uh, yeah, or so much or hypnosis or uh, or something. Oh, hey, speaking of addictions, uh, ladies and gentlemen, make new friends but keep the old. Evidently, in the great northwest of the United States, Oregon specifically, um, meth deaths are higher than opioids. It's all about people ODing on meth still. Wow. So, yeah, I was, was kind of moved on from meth is uh, on my public health radar screen. But, yeah, there are a lot of tweakers still. It doesn't really make any difference, I suppose, but somebody dying of meth just seems so much more trailer park than Oxycontin. Yeah, yeah, you hate to be all scabby makes, and twitchy. and don't suppose it makes any difference, really. N- no. Ultimately. Well, ultimately, no, it certainly does not. I'm not uh, privy to the uh, will of God, but uh, no, I don't think it does. But you find out some guy, you know, lives in a cul-de-sac, whatever, got the minivan, kids, you know, the normal life or whatever like that, and you find out his wife died of meth. Right. Like, what the hell? Oxycontin, you think, oh, okay, one of those stories. Oh, yeah, that's a tragedy, yeah. Well, nobody's doctor thing. prescribes a meth after their knee surgery, you know, <clears throat> and no. they get hooked. That's true. <clears throat> and they end up on, you know. How many people? Uh, well, meth kills people. You don't need to move on to, like, some bad dose of fentanyl or whatever. How many people do get hooked on a painkiller from their knee surgery and then move to meth because it's easier to get a hold of? Does that happen? Bar, I, don't I think it's other. it's different enough chemically that you're much mm. better off seeking out a little heroin. <laughs> Are you better off? Absolutely. Fantastic. Got and it. I know a guy if you need it. No, no I no, do not no, know a guy. No, I absolutely no. do not know a guy. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, May 15th. But I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> the Ides of May, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. I don't know what the hell happened to Biden. What happened to him? I'm looking. I said, that doesn't look like the guy I knew. What happened to him? <laughs> well, people age. <laughs> what happened to you? I saw you uh, a clip of you from Letterman from the 80s the other day. <laughs> you looked a lot different. Everybody ages, right? <laughs> Although we have a clip of Biden that I hadn't seen answering the question about the trade deal that is uh, 
Boy, I've been on Biden's side. Joe is a, he's a loser, he's never going to make it. Mm, I'm stumble the, bum. I'm a, he's going to be the candidate and he's Trump's biggest threat. But he gave an answer to the whole trade thing yesterday that was a rambling old guy. Like the China trade thing? The current yeah. Uh, TIFF? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was just a rambling old guy. Oh, do we have that? I want to hear that. You having a good time, Joe? First time I've seen age seep in on him, really. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you can get past the hair sniffing, but I don't know if you can get past a rambling well, old guy. And he's in the carefully controlled, well-managed stage of the campaign. Hmm. He's not being uh, you know, grilled on stage or befuddled by his opponents. We'll play that for you later. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the State Department prompted by Iranian concerns ordering U.S. workers out of Iraq. Alabama sets the stage for a Supreme Court review of Roe v. Wade, and the first city in the U.S. has banned facial recognition technology. Yeah, that's interesting. We were talking about that just yesterday. What's a mailbag looking like to you? Uh, it's fine. It's good. Like many of my term papers in college, it's still taking shape. <laughs> All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just started reading this long excerpt from a new Tiger Woods biography. This particular section, Inside the Night from Tiger Woods' Hell, and the text exposed him. Mm. Sounds pretty good. Hey, do me a favor. Take my name off your phone. It's all about... Take your name off your... What did he say? It's all about the year 2009 when he was addicted to painkillers, sleeping pills, and sex. Mm. There you go. There's your addiction. I'm reading about it. Guy's got everything to live for. He's a hero to millions. He's richer than God, as they say. Yeah, I get. The, I think I get the uh, the chemical stuff to a certain extent, but like sex and food and gambling and stuff. What is going on there mm. with people? I don't know. I don't know. The human being, a complex beast. I'd say that's uh, none of your business. Mailbag. They wrote a book anyway. Freedom-loving quote of the day from Thomas Sowell. Whenever you hear people talking about a living constitution, almost invariably there are people who are in the process of slowly killing it by interpreting its restrictions on government out of existence. That's right. Nobody ever says it should be a living constitution who wants less power. It's never happened. Hmm. Philosophical musing from Diane here. Why is it considered lazy to sleep in? But not going to bed early. Going to bed early is smart. Sleeping late is lazy. Perhaps the rhythms of uh, farming and or the industrial revolution, but it is. Well, one is easy and one is effortless. One is effortless and one takes discipline. Yes. Take discipline. Ah. It takes no discipline to sleep in. It's a good point. Let's see. With all the harm- homeless stories you guys do, uh, you should do a dedicated bums and junkies hour. You should do a dedicated hour each week on the topic. The BJ Hour, Bums and Junkies, with your hosts Jack Armageddon and Joe Ghetto. We'll need a that, different name for the hour. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's from just, Dirk the German. We'll get a lot of web clicks and disappointed <laughs> podcast listeners. Oh, they clicked. <laughs> but they Thanks. clicked. So Who that's cares? all that matters. Clickbait. <laughs> 
Always good to hear from Dirk the German. Ah, yes, uh, here's a little constructive criticism. I'd mentioned uh, my brother, the Submariner, and got this note. It's inevitable. This is from uh, Fran, I believe. Your brother's profession is not pronounced Submariner, but Submariner. I'm probably not the only old lady listener who jumped on her smartphone quickly. With love and respect, Fran from San Diego. Fran, thank you for the note. I appreciate it. Uh, My brother who's been a uh, nuclear tech and a navigator and executive officer and a captain of a submarine and is now a commander in the submarine force of the United States Navy, and all of his crews say, Submariner, you're a lady with a smartphone. I'm going to go with him. But thank you so much for the note. Moving along. Wow, that was a condescending tone you took. What? That's totally unintentional. I don't know if you noticed it, but it snuck in. I tried to I tried to keep it light. It sounded like you weren't thankful for the note. Yeah, that's what it came yeah, off as. Well, uh, no, no, wait a minute now. There must be a problem with the transmitter. That's the way it came across There's to Michael. Michael, adjust the microphones. <laughs> There's a problem with them. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to leave this person anonymous for their own good. I was having dinner with my teacher union board, and I ended up speaking with the gal in charge of PAC money. And she started telling me something about how excited she was working on Swalwell's campaign. All I could hear in my head was Joe saying, Swalwell, Swalwell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you got teacher pack money flowing to Swalwell. You know who's the stupidest candidate for president? Well, I do. Yes. Kirsten, Gillibrand. Kirsten Gillibrand of New York. She is hapless. She is so 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 phony and dumb and just all kinds of stuff. Later on, I would like to submit some evidence to the court that uh, uh, the newest guy, what's his, uh, sounds like a Western guy, Brockman, right? Uh, Bullock, Bullock. Yeah, I think Bullock's never mind the, the Bullock. Okay, <laughs> what? I, I look forward to hearing. Uh, it. I don't know anything about them's the guy. fighting words in Montana, Sean. But uh, Kirsten Gillibrand is so phony and said something so dumb the other day. That, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. much good stuff today like yesterday's show we had like two okay things we stretched out over four hours i mean just (laughs) barely filled the air today so good so many good things all right (laughs) let's michael i got some bacon between my teeth could you bring in your dental tools yeah i'll be right in there thank you wow driving me crazy i gotta get to the office i got some floss there Mm. Mm. hate that so satisfying when you finally get it. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little victory, isn't it? You can give you, you can put a cramp in your tongue working on one of those oh, things sure. for a long time. Wear it down. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the U.S. is ordering all non-emergency government workers in Iraq to leave the country as tensions, tensions are increasing between the U.S. and Iran. Because tensions are increasing over... The The tension's increasing. The statement said the threat of terrorism, kidnapping, and armed conflict aimed at Americans in Iraq is too great a risk. The order to leave said that the U.S. has only limited ability to provide emergency services to U.S. citizens in Iraq. So they are ordering all non-essential personnel out of country. The best guess I heard from not idiots who just make everything about Trump is a lunatic or Trump is a god, but... People who analyze these things for a living said it's entirely possible we got intelligence about some of the Iranian-backed militias in Iran trying to make it hot for our guys or our Kurdish friends. 
And so we wanted to move some assets and deliver the message that, yeah, we're telling you not to do that, and we really, really mean it. Yeah. Now, top Iranian officials accusing the U.S. of escalating all attention, saying Tehran does not want a war that would be devastating to the Middle East. And Secretary of State Pompeo was meeting with Russian President Putin yesterday, and one of the subjects that came up was Iran. I made clear that the United States will continue to apply pressure to the regime in Tehran until its leadership is prepared to return to the ranks of responsible nations that do not threaten their neighbors or spread instability or terror. Meanwhile, it was little noted the other day that old Erdogan, that crank, Islamist crank who runs uh, Turkey, floated a trial balloon saying that the Turkish forces would soon uh, move into the northern Syria areas and wipe out the terrorists. Well, by terrorists, he means the Kurdish guys right. who we've been backing. Right. So, goodness knows that always interesting region of the globe will continue to produce news. The American Civil Let's hope it doesn't produce more bodies. It's produced enough. The American Civil Liberties Union planning to sue Alabama if a bill that would ban nearly all abortions becomes law. The Alabama Senate approved the controversial measure, and now the governor, Kay Ivey, is expected to sign the bill. Now, under the measure, abortion at any stage of pregnancy would be banned, with an exception only if a pregnant woman's health is at serious risk. And a doctor or other abortion provider could be sentenced up to 99 years in prison for performing an abortion. There was also an exception for what they called fetal anomalies, but um, they defeated, uh, what do you call it, amendments that Republicans were offering for exceptions for rape and incest. Correct. What they're trying to do, and they know this will be immediately stopped and and brought to the courts, and they hope it'll go all the way to the Supreme Court. What they're trying to do is establish uh, a... the, the... constitutional rights of fetuses that they are human beings with full civil rights right that's the purpose of this law wow that's a heavy one it's not intended to go uh into effect so yeah yeah what the soups decide whether they decide Mm -hmm. to take it on or not will be a gigantic moment you know in the history of abortion rights and laws and the rest i have lots to say on this i just never know if it's a good idea does that get you more listeners or less when you start talking about this well yeah, yeah, and, and it's just it's the willingness ma- of people to engage in like an, an a discussion, a real discussion, and consider other points of view, and the rest. It's it's very low. But nobody yeah. nobody ever says out loud what they're talking about. That's what always bothers me. Right. So the conversation is always about uh, women's health and women's rights. Okay, let's have the conversation. You you need to say out loud because you believe this. Killing that living thing is okay up to whatever date. Mm-hmm. Just say that out loud. That's what you mean. Sure. Quit talking about women's health. Yeah. You think this isn't having a feeling or consciousness or whatever. I don't mind killing it up until this point. Why can't we say that out loud? It doesn't play politically. It's too grim. I think it's just easy. Right. And I think a lot of people don't even know what they're talking about. They actually do think it's just women's health. Okay, there's a living thing in there. At what point do you kill it? That's the question. You think you can kill it up until it's this big? I don't. Let's discuss where we ought to draw the line. Right. Well, and and you could certainly make the argument, depending on, you know, the stage of fetal development, um, that that's a girl in there. What about that woman's health? You know, come on now. Stop with the euphemisms. It's a difficult topic. And and each side has some very powerful points, civil rights-wise. And, you know, shouting slogans at each other is, well, it's, it's good for raising money, I guess. 
But most of politics is stupid, including the politics of abortion. San Francisco's Board of Supervisors has voted to ban police and other city departments from using facial recognition technology, becoming the first U.S. city to do so. The ban is part of a broader legislation that requires policies be established for use of surveillance technology and that board approval has to be obtained for any and all use. Supervisor Aaron Peskin saying, We have very good policing, but we don't want to live in a police state. And this legislation tries to strike that balance. Now, it's funny, as a, a student of history and a civil libertarian, as I am, I absolutely get that point, and I have a great deal of sympathy for it. On the other hand, the city that just passed it is world famous for hamstringing their police, not supporting them, not going after people who shoot at them, for instance. Kamala Harris, I'm looking at you. Um, or not going after them enough. And and allowing San Francisco to descend into poop-smeared lawlessness. So it really pains me to agree with Aaron Peskin on anything. Warriors, Steph Curry on fire. Curry gets a good look. Nails another three. Curry launches again. Back-to-back threes for Curry. Golden State off to a hot start in the Western Conference Finals. He nailed nine threes as the Warriors took Game 1, 116-94 over the Portland Trail Blazers in Oakland. So Steph Curry has, what, 36 points. His brother on the other team, three. Mm. That's just embarrassing. Nah, it's not about the stat sheet, Jack. It's about effort. The uh, intangibles. That's just a He's break. also not as good. I wonder if the parents even talk to the other kids. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's a sad thing to say. There you, that's sick. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Ar- <laughs> Technical foul on Jack. Being mean. <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So no call for meanness. Rationing out food at the family Thanksgiving dinner. And right. Seth, you get three rolls, right? Three? Three for you? Oh, boy. Steph, you get 87 or however many he scored. Seth, uh, why don't you pass the turkey to Steph first and let him take the good parts? I'm sure there are some bones for you to lick. Seth is at the kids' table over there. Yeah, exactly, with his headband on. You can eat, you the, the, game. You can eat the gizzard or whatever. Oh, oh, oh boy. The, uh, the throat is still here. <laughs> the Seth, throat. if you're hungry. Never heard anybody call it the throat. The neck. Whatever. Usually the neck. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Do you want the throat? Well, you knew what I was talking about, huh? <laughs> so we got to figure out which of our goodness to bring you at what point here. This is what we have not nailed. Uh, uh, yeah, there is so much. And, and oh, as usual, the uh, the headlines you're hearing mostly on the news are just misreported or just just. Wrong. Are trampoline parks going away? The average debt, unsecured debt that American families have oh, right I, now. I is tell high. you what. I when I heard the number, I said, "What? Maybe we should do that." Now we could hit you with that story, among others, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've got a weakness for tawdry gossip. I just need to admit it. I'm reading through this Tiger Woods biography that's coming out about the uh, the week it all went down, Thanksgiving week 2009, and mm. the behind the scenes. And 
It was with the uh, the clubbing and the uh, the car wreck and the the divorce and the that was the beginning of the the tumble, right? Started with the National Enquirer story about him and Rachel Ucatel that was going to hit. Tiger's high-powered lawyers went after the National Enquirer to try to get the story stopped. They were going to fail, and he realized there's nothing I can do about it. So he sat down with his wife, Ellen? Uh, Elon. Elon. Mm-hmm. He sat down with Elon and said, look, the story's going to come out in the National Enquirer. It's not true, but this is what they're going to say, and I just want to give you a heads up. Oh, boy. She mostly believed him but wasn't sure, so she called her twin sister, who is a high-powered lawyer in London, mm. uh, like super high-powered lawyer, and... Uh, and her sister lawyer said, this is what we got to do. So her sister lawyer set up a, f- a conference call with Tiger and his mistress, Rachel Ucatel, and Tiger's wife and got them all on the phone together. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. It's, uh, it's Tiger. Uh, oh, but that's that's a high stakes gambit there. God, I'd say. Wow. You want to do what now, honey? <laughs> oh, who's going to be on the call? Oh, I, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Tiger had coached up Rachel Ucatel pretty well, apparently, because she told the same story Tiger did, that you know they were friends, and yeah, they'd met in Vegas, but no, no relationship, certainly no sex, anything like that. And, uh, and, and, and so, phone call ends, but uh, Ellen? Elon? Elon is still suspicious, apparently. Yeah. And, uh, and She's a European. <laughs> and uh, so she said, I need to see your cell phone. And that's when Tiger freaked and started calling all his different girlfriends and left the famous message that somehow leaked out. Can you please to Jamie Grubbs, which is a different girl he has an affair. See, he's trying to cover up his one affair, but he had a bunch of affairs. Right. Yeah. Wow. And he called up Jamie Grubbs and said, can you please take your name off your phone? My wife went through my phone and may be calling you. So if you can, please take your name off and just have it as a number on the voicemail. You got to do this for me. Huge. Quickly. All right. Bye. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, when I go to clubs or if I go out, I generally wear pants. That's her right that there. That was our that was Jamie Grubbs. With, with Jamie Grubbs, yeah. Uh, but anyway, it goes on from there, and that's how she found out, and then how she flips out and chases Tiger out of the house and starts beating on 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 him in the car with a golf club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was having maybe the best week of or year of his life golf-wise. Mm. He... Um, Bunch of wins, bunch of top ten finishes. I mean, really on the top at the top of the world while he was... An, uh, an ambient addict and had all these affairs going on and everything at the same time. That sounds like a miserable lifestyle. Uh, yeah, no kidding. The, who needs the stress? God, Tiger! Right, now he regrets it. It's a lesson to you youngsters. Straight and narrow path, huh? Do you think there's some aspect of the same way that if I go to a, an emotional movie, me not having kids, I'm using that. Like, I need... I need some sort of placebo emotion injected into my life to get the full human experience. Being a millionaire golfer doesn't sound that stressful. Maybe you need to create some sort of, I, I don't know, like maybe there's some need to have chaos or, or stress or these weird things that, that, that people associate it, it, it with a be life. that he had climbed the only mountain his life had ever been about and stood on top of it and tap danced and took a bunch of pictures and... Then went down, then climbed up it again, and just he was he was he was bored. Since I've already started so, down this road, adrenaline with junkie. Tiger's cell phone was an explosive electronic record of his illicit affairs. His device had become another addiction. On Thanksgiving Day, 
Woods couldn't resist. Happy Thanksgiving, honey. On Thanksgiving Day, and it mentions the book, I don't know how accurate this is, that their son just learned to walk and say some phrase that week. That's about right. That's probably about right, but I don't know if it was that week, but that makes it more dramatic. Sure. Um, On Thanksgiving Day, this is not something you need to do, Tiger. Tiger couldn't resist texting multiple women, including Jamie Grubbs, in in a short exchange that he wished her a happy Thanksgiving and that that, that he loved her. Several different women he texted that oh, on boy. Thanksgiving Day. Oh. God, Tiger! Again, the regret. You can hear it in his voice. At the same time, his wife remained fixated on his phone after he fell into an ambient-induced sleep on Thanksgiving night. Who hasn't fallen asleep on Thanksgiving night? Please. Please. Wine, ambient, turkey, whatever it causes. I blame it on the trip to fan. <laughs> sure, it's gravy-induced it sleep is. for me. But Oh, it's such good sleep. She got, she got a hold of his phone, and she searched his text history. She found one from him that said, you are the only one I've ever loved. He had not sent that text. So he had typed out the text, passed out, apparently, without sending it. Nice. Unsure of who it was going to, Ellen. Elon. Elon sent a text, sent it Are from Tiger's phone <laughs> to see who it was going to go to, right? Yes. So he leaves this in the little window. He hadn't sent it yet. She presses send. Um, And uh, it also read, I miss you. When are we seeing each other again? Before long, a reply came back. And while Tiger was passed out from the ambient, yes, Ellen called the mysterious number, or Elon, and and Ucatel picked up immediately, recognizing her voice from the conference call that they'd had just a couple days earlier. Oh boy, <laughs> damn it! Oh boy, his wife lost it. I knew it! I knew it! O F, Ucatel said. <laughs> And that sums it up. I'm sure she did. Yes. Moments later, Elon's shouting roused Woods from his ambient-induced slumber. Stumbling half-dazed out of the bed, he took his phone and retreated to the bathroom. She knows, he texted, you could tell. Yeah. Yeah, I know she knows, you (laughs) numbskull. Hey, sleeping beauty, she was just yelling at me. (laughs) Uh, In truth, it wasn't just this woman that he was afraid of. He'd been cheating on his wife for years with dozens of women. Tiger, get in, your, get in your navigator and drive into the mailbox immediately, she said. <laughs> Wearing nothing but shorts and a t-shirt, Woods emerged from the house and into the 40-degree air. She reportedly gave chase with a golf club in hand in an attempt to get away. Tiger hustled into his Cadillac Escalade and sped out of the driveway, immediately crossing over a concrete curb and onto the grass median. Swerving hard to his left, he crossed a circle, jumped a curb, grazed a rows of hedges, swerved back across the road, and collided with a fire hydrant before plowing into a tree in his next-door neighbor's yard. Good thing he didn't hurt anybody, but because he's all, he'd just come out of his Ambien. Well, right. Oh, yeah, he was, he was half awake at best. Swinging the club. The fact that she went after him with a golf club. I would donate $500 to Elon's favorite charity if she would tell me which club. <laughs> I'm consumed with curiosity about that. Swinging the club, Elon shattered the rear driver's side and rear passenger side windows. Could well be a sand wedge. You need the weight. Do you think she was trying to send him? Like, if he was the world's greatest yo-yo man, right. would she have come at him with yo-yos? <laughs> she was specifically using the tools of the trade? Eh, I don't know. She might have gone with a garden tool in that case. It's hard to assault somebody with a yo-yo. But I see they your were, point. Originally, they were weapons. I see your point. Oh, not uh. a very good one. A uh, neighbor walked cautiously out the front door, hearing all the noise, Some trying to excellent process. Excellent yo-yo trivia, though. Yes, what? <laughs> neighbor walked out, tried to process what they were seeing. Woods was lying flat on his back on the pavement. He was shoeless, unconscious, and bleeding from the mouth. Oh, boy. There was broken glass on the driveway and a bent golf club beside the vehicle. Oh, boy. you got to take that out of play. It's a rule. <laughs> 
Uh, and Elon had re- Elon retreated was, back in the house e- at this point. Elon was now crying and leaning over Tiger, saying, oh. Tiger, Tiger, are you okay? Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> Things got a little crazy, even for a scorned wife. His lip was cut, his teeth were bloodstained. Please help me, Elon said. I don't have a phone with me. You, you call someone? Tiger does, though. Who should I call? One of his girlfriends. <laughs> See if they know what to do. <laughs> now, evidently, she was... The neighbor uh, ran back in and yelled to her sister, Get blankets and pillows. Tiger is down. <laughs> Tiger's down. Tiger's down. <laughs> Sir, Tiger is down. Cold blue. Cold blue. <laughs> then ran back outside and called 911. Uh... What happened? Uh, different neighbors came out. Then we're trying to figure uh, that out. That's not your business. We're trying, yeah, well, <laughs> we're trying to figure that out. The one neighbor said, "Sleepyhead, my on... tree is my business." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's my mailbox. It's, so. uh, my, my, your your car is uh, in my front yard. <laughs> so what happened? One neighbor says. Other neighbor says, "We're trying to figure that out." I'm on the phone with the police right now, and uh, that's the end of the excerpt from the book that is to come out this week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tiger is down. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> Code red on Sundays. Red on Sundays. <laughs> what an odd thing to say. The eagle has fallen. Yeah. Th- wow. That's uh. Yeah. That's a hell of a night, huh? Tiger is down. Oh man! If you've ever dealt with anything difficult when you're hungover or you know whatever, that it makes it worse. I mean, that would be a difficult situation if you're you know fresh in the morning, sitting at your desk, ready to go. If you're yeah. presented with that. Set of circumstances oh, of difficulties as Tiger right? Woods. But when you've got the whole hangover, barely awake, kind of nauseous from eating too much and your drugs you're hooked on. Right. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, so my God. You got your w- woman screaming at you at the top of her lungs, wielding a weapon, and it's all gone to hell. Oh, my gosh. Well, and you know, Again, who needs a stress? And you, would know, you wouldn't have time to think about it, but you'd know the whole thing is over. The whole I'm Tiger Woods, the great dad and family man, the whole thing is over. Kerblooey. Well, then you'd just be thinking, am I going to keep from getting my face caved well, in? I, yeah, I was going to say, you might get to that eventually, but if you're worried about your head getting caved in, that's, that said tends to blot out all other concerns. Tiger is down! Tiger is down! <laughs> you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.